Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. Today, we have an exclusive interview with Sean Neal on DynamoCoin. Dynamo is a technology and governance framework that allows anyone to meaningfully contribute to the ecosystem. The Dynamo engine powers native, on-chain, totally decentralized P2P transactions with no intermediaries. With that said, make sure to join us in Discord and YouTube. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. On today's episode, we have an exclusive interview and a follow-up interview with Sean Neal. Hello, Sean. How's it going? I'm good. How's, uh, is there feedback now? How's that doing? No, we're, I think we're doing great. We're doing great. We also have my co-host, Jake Jarbelli. How's it going, Jake? It's going pretty well, thanks. All right, great. So today, we obviously have you back on the podcast to... Uh, to chit chat about what's been going on with Dynamo Coin, because Dynamo Coin, there's—I mean, the last time we talked to you was literally like Dynamo Coin was just an idea, right? There has been so yeah. much more development since then. I mean, it, it leaps and bounds in comparison to a bunch of other crypto projects out there. So, but before we get to that, how are you doing? Because I think the last time we talked to you, you were in transition of moving to your new location. That's how long it's been since you've been on the podcast. Well, okay. Yeah. So yeah, we did we did move in um, in middle of June, and, and we've settled into the new digs. Uh, it's okay, you know. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's still still a bit of a transition. I think you move, uh, even though all the boxes are <laughs> are moved, they're still sitting in the garage and whatever else. But yeah, it's it's going to be a while. We've got uh, um, twenty years of of living together with my wife, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot to unpack. You know, in a lot, on a lot of levels. <laughs> so so yep. not, not only through the chaos of moving, because that's chaos in itself. I mean, you've also been working on developing the code for uh, uh, for Dynamo Coin. Not only that, you've been working on a bunch of other little. Pro- I don't want to say little. I'm going to let you reveal it on official on the podcast for the this community that doesn't know what's been going on with Dynamo Coin. Sure. Um, but uh, what, what do you want to lead to? I kind of want to uh, see. Do you want to talk about crypto first, or do you want to talk about Dynamo coin first, because I got a bunch of questions. What you know, I, first of all, you know I love talking about crypto, and and we can argue about uh, all the different points of crypto for Perfect. for hours. So um, so I'm happy to do that. Well, um, and 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 honestly, you know, I I know that a lot of these shows are um, kind of like almost shilling kind of shows, and I'm not into that, right? I mean, everybody who knows me, I'm not absolutely man. I'm not a sales guy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a purist, uh, much, much to the chagrin of, of my partners who say that I should be using every minute of their time to be pushing. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a technology guy, right? I'm, I'm a nerd and, and I love, I love all things crypto. So, um, so I'm happy to talk about it either. Um, we do have a lot of very cool things going on with Dynamo, but I think there's a lot of other interesting things going on in the crypto space in general as well that are definitely worth Right, so, like you did, you did notice, and I know you keep an eye on this. The the crypto market's been going up massively. Um, obviously, there's a rumor out there uh, that we were talking about yesterday on yesterday's podcast, uh, Jake and I, um, that there is a rumor that there's an, a, a futures ETF coming out, uh, a Bitcoin's futures ETF coming out. That and that's why a lot of these uh, 
big bag holders, big whales are are, are front running the the crypto market. Um, and if if it plays out that the SEC approves a futures uh, Bitcoin ETF, then awesome. They're obviously uh, they're obviously in the right position. But if it doesn't, what's what's the state of crypto from your experience working uh, with with your with your with your background? Uh, what do you think is going to happen if if this type of uh, ETF doesn't get approved? Is it going to affect the market in, in a, a positive way, a negative way? Is it going to go sideways? What are you looking at? I, I'm not saying I want you to predict of what's going on with crypto, but from your experience, my thing is I already said that yesterday. I officially said that uh, this is not going to get approved. Gary Gensler is not going to approve it. Now Jake says that there's there's uh, being a futures uh, ETF. That's a possibility, right, Jake? Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I think that. Uh... Not to get further out of the question here, but yeah, uh, there's a lot of money, a lot of pressure. And I mean, you know, the, the Fed can do whatever the Fed wants to do. And they've obviously been playing cat and mouse but with Coinbase in particular. Um, but uh, I think it's going to go forward. That's just my opinion. So let's see what Sean has to say. I'm curious. What do you what do you have to say? I do not believe that um, a Bitcoin ETF will be approved. Um, I, I, I don't. Um, I, and I think that the market has already priced that, you know, that, that eventuality into it. I don't think that that's a, a, a risk to, to the market, though. Um, I, you know, again, because, first of all, I don't think anybody thinks it'll be approved. Um, but second of all, um, I, I think that there are so many other ways around this um crypto is about um crypto is about innovation and about the power of the people to circumvent um you know those structures which prohibit uh you know people from 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 taking those kinds of risks and and, and having those kinds of rewards right it's all about control um and and so i think that uh, and that's why i think that etfs will not be approved um but um i think that there there will be ways around it that you know that, that and I don't want to reveal too much because I'm actually um, kind of halfway down a road with some venture capitalists that have um, what I'll call an alternative to ETFs, um, which is which is very interesting. Um, and I, I will say this: um, when when I was talking with with somebody uh, uh, recently about the whole ETF issue and and whatever else, and and I and I said to him, well, you know, aren't aren't you worried about being categorized as an exchange? And he sort of jokingly said, my dead grandmother would be an exchange uh, under, under their current rules. Like it's, you know, they, they have this box of tools that are so antiquated and they're trying to fit crypto into that box of tools for regulation. Mm-hmm. that It's just a joke that nobody is ever going to believe that, you know, that, that these things are, are enforceable because there's such a, a, a crazy wide net of, of things that they're trying to catch. So, so... You know, no, I don't think that they're going to have an ETF. Yes, I think that there are going to be other things exactly like an ETF that will circumvent all of the crazy regulation around it. So I don't think it's an issue, and I think we will come to that. Okay, so ETF, you're saying it's it's a no-go, but there is that word that futures, putting futures in front of that ETF is very likely a futures ETF. Now, does is that going to make a big difference? I think that, look... There, there is the ability for people to have exposure to crypto on an individual basis who are not accredited investors, 
through a regulated channel. I call it let's call it Schwab or Chase or whatever else, right? There are lots of platforms like um, you know, like the ones that Robinhood are built upon that allow for clearance and settlement of crypto in an a in a KYC AML compliant fashion without being an accredited investor, without having to have all the Reg D stuff and all the 144A stuff. None of that applies. There are ways around this that don't require all the heavy lifting and, and bullshit of an ETF. So crypto is going to is going to innovate its way around this thing. I, I fully believe that. Okay. Um, obviously, that's going to take a lot of the a lot of the crypto community to actually make that happen. Um, there's we obviously need more developers. I mean, you're one of the very few people out there that can. You're you're like the infinity loop. You just keep going and go, or the energizer bunny, right? You just keep going and going with your code. A lot of people get burned out when it comes to coding because it's not that easy. You you make it look easy, but it's it's not that easy. Obviously, you have the the years and years and years of of experience doing this. Um, what I want to transition into, uh, it's not technically a transition, uh, is reg regulating crypto, right? Is is government getting involved in crypto and regulating it and creating, let's say, uh, stable, uh, not stable coins, um, what is it, uh, CBDCs. Obviously, that's the biggest thing that a lot of nations around the globe are, are really focusing on crypto. Obviously, there's Bitcoin, uh, like El Salvador accepting Bitcoin, being the first nation accepting Bitcoin, but a lot of other nations out there are starting to create their own uh, their own stable, their national uh, stable coin. Um, and that's part of regulating crypto in a sense, right? They're just trying to catch a small little, uh, I'm going to call it a cancer. I've always, I've always considered government a cancer. So this is their opportunity to come in one way. Obviously they can't come into the Bitcoin way because Bitcoin's already been decentralized, but if they can create their own CBDC, uh, yeah, CBDC, their stable coin, government stable coin and come in that way and the whole community, uh, uh the whole citizens of, of, of these nations starts uh, using up these, uh, like the Chibo wallet. The Chibo wallet is the actual centralized wallet uh, for El, yep. El Salvador. If they start using that, that's centralized. I mean, that's one of those things that I, I'm fearful of. I would not want to use that. But then again, I'm to be honest, I'm kind of, uh, I'm not I'm not walking my walk, right? Or talking my talk, more or less. Um and I say that because I use a lot of exchanges and I leave a lot of crypto on exchanges because I want that I want that crypto liquidity there available. So when things do move up and down in the markets, I want to have that on there. But obviously, ultimately, you want to have a decentralized wallet, right? It's it's right. So so decentralized is the antithesis of CDBC, right? C the first word is centralized, right? Like it's 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 mm -hmm. it's at odds with itself. Um, and I think it's almost ironic that, you know, like CDBC and, you know, CDB sort of share the same letters, right? If you think about the regulation of cannabis and the way that the government decided that, okay, pot's going to be illegal. We're going to arrest a whole bunch of people and throw them on the jail and no tolerance. Oh, but then it's not illegal. We're going to, we're going to issue licenses and charge a tax and make a whole bunch of money off it, right? Like it's that, it's that cycle of, saying something's illegal and then issuing licenses and creating taxes to make it legal. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like yeah. people are getting wise to this. Like, you know, like, like, you know, like there's, there's 300 million people in the country who are not part of the government who are saying, Hey, wait a minute. 
this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me anymore. Um, so I, I don't think that these centralized currencies are going to get a whole lot of traction. Um, yeah, and El, El Salvador, out, you know, clearly the Chiba wallet is just a, it's a ruse, right? It's all layer two. It's all completely transparent. But good on them that they cut out all of these money transmitter fees that were charging Absolutely. the shit out of people Absolutely. to send remittances home. Like, like you know, screw those assholes who, you know, you know, you have somebody in the United States working as a as a a waitress or a car mechanic or whatever else making seven fifty an hour, sending money home to their you know families, and they're getting charged a ten or twenty percent fee on their whole you know on their paycheck. Like screw those assholes, right? Like you know, like like Bitcoin cut all of that out. So 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 cool on them for that, right? That's that's a great win from a social justice standpoint, but. Yeah, you know, it's not really decentralized because the government carries all the bots. So, yeah, you know, take the good with the bad. It's it's a it's a step in the right direction. All but right. CDBCs, I never I never see that taking any real traction, right? Like, like like anybody creating a central bank currency, it's it's the antithesis of decentralized. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. The next question we have because we have a whole list of questions here. Uh, is I want to transition into Ponzi schemes. Obviously, there's a lot of Ponzi schemes out there. One of the biggest ones that we know is BitConnect. It's infamous for being one of the biggest Ponzi schemes out there. And I recall, I don't know if you were around during that time, but I was around. And I told a lot of people, a lot of my friends, do not. And that's, I don't know, I don't understand. It's the same thing with this whole uh, Dogecoin um adoption everybody's like oh they're buying it they're very famous they're they're doing this they're doing this i want to get into that too let me get into that uh do, you know just because bitconnect is very loud and, bo and bo uh, boisterous you do don't get into it like understand see what's going on in the code Re listen to the people that have already been invested into the community that know what this is right uh it sounds like you got something there jake did you want to no i'm just Oh, I'm just listening. No, I'm okay. not trying to comment. I think it's the feedback you're hearing. Okay. Um, right. So in, in regards to uh, Ponzi schemes, I wanted to get your little insight on that because obviously it's been it's been a growing issue in the community. Um, there's a big thing that we got uh, going on, Jake and I, in each of our episodes. We like to do this thing where we call it uh, two satoshis, basically like giving your two cents, your two your ideas of how to how to help people out. So uh, in this particular part. Uh, being Ponzi schemes, there's a lot of them out there. What are some ways or some pointers that you can help give to the community out there in crypto that are just getting in, that are all around the globe listening to this podcast? Ponzi schemes. Go ahead. Well, you know, first of all, you've, you know, you guys have heard me say on, you know, on our own uh, podcasts many times that I think the United States stock market is a Ponzi scheme. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm very wary of, of anybody who, who wants to sell multiples of 50 X of their, you know, yearly earnings, because who the hell knows what a company is going to be like in 50 years from now. It's right. utterly ridiculous. Um, but yeah, look, 90% of what you see in terms of these NFTs, 90% uh, is probably generous, honestly. You know, all these things are, um, what's, what's the price that someone's willing to, to pay 
versus you know, what someone somebody wanted to sell, right? That's that's almost a Ponzi scheme. It, it depends on you know all new capital coming in to some to some project. So you need to see what are the backers, what's the technology, what's the intrinsic value uh, of these things. And and unfortunately, you know, totally contrary to that, things like you know Shiba Coin, right? Number number seven on Coin Market Cap right now, which is utterly ridiculous. Um, you know, uh, 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 you know, like 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 run run contrary to that. So how do you know? Um, you got to read the white papers. You got to ask a lot of questions. Hop mm-hmm. in the Discord or the Telegram. If you get censored because you ask a hard question and nobody wants to to answer it. You know, that's a good red flag that maybe you shouldn't put money into it. But again, if the if they spend a lot, you know, if they spend enough money on advertising, maybe at 100 X's and you get out at the right time. I mean, that's what everybody's in this for. Right. Right. right yeah. I, I put a thousand dollars in and I get fifty thousand dollars out for doing nothing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You know? Beautiful. Yeah. Hey, Jake, yeah. can you can you pull up the uh, the CoinGecko uh, uh, top 10 and, and uh, stream that real quick? Uh, sure. So, uh, Sean, my, my question to you is: Dynamo Coin is uh, in the process of having NFTs uh, on on the blockchain, right? Is is in the process, or is it already available? NFTs are deployed on the blockchain as a core technology component. Um, they are, I would say, supported in the wallet in a very rudimentary form. You know, you you can create and upload an NFT. Um, I've created some technology that allows you to browse individual NFTs by their hash uh, through our Web Connect pool. But, you know, in terms of a user-friendly interface, we're nowhere near there. There's there's probably another 50 to 100 hours of development that's needed to get us to a, a very friendly, but, you know, let's call it open sea um, level of, mm-hmm. of integration with NFTs. But NFTs are natively supported on a blockchain. You can mint them, you can send them, uh, and we can even suppress them if, if you know, if, they, if people find them offensive. So, um, so it is natively supported, and they will be used natively on uh, our blockchain for the the play to earn game. So, it, you know, that that will be definitely used. But there's a bit of work to be done uh, to get it to be user friendly. I heard that what you just said right now. That to me, it's a, it's a it's a trigger word. You know, somebody that likes decentralized blockchain, you did you did say the word suppress, suppressed an NFT. So you're saying that if I create an NFT on your blockchain, that you're going to suppress that if it's not within the terms and agreements of of the blockchain or uh, terms no. and agreements of the community. No, 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 no. So, so if you you know if you create um, an NFT that's uh, you know your your interpretation of of Mickey Mouse or whatever else and um, there's, there's no issues with it. It's going to be published on the blockchain, and every other full node operator uh, will replicate that, and it'll be completely accessible. Um, you know, if you create an NFT that contains child pornography, then it's likely that some full node operator is going to flag that, and other full node operators will not want to store that information because that may subject them to criminal liability, right? So and so, so. We did briefly talk about this uh, this uh, full, full node storage briefly on the previous podcast, but this is a while back. If if you, yep. if you don't mind bringing that back up and just talking about how uh, how that works as a, as a full node operator. 
Sure. So, so there are um, there's there's two types of full nodes that, that Dynamo has, and and the you know the first full node is basically a blockchain node, very similar to any other conventional blockchain that you have, so Bitcoin or uh, uh, Raven or you know any any anything else that you, that you know that you can think of that's a traditional blockchain just stores transactions. Um, optionally, you can uh, uh, store all of the NFT binary data. And the reason I did that was most of the NFT um, implementations that are out there rely on third-party storage of some kind. So if I've created uh, an, a movie or a JPEG or, or whatever, created, created some digital asset, and I want that preserved for a future owner, um, you know, that is stored somewhere else, not in the blockchain and not verifiable by the blockchain frankly yeah. right it's stored in some some other place right uh right so you know for raven it's ipfs um hedera has their own third party thing whatever they're like they're, all these different places have somewhere else to store it i wanted to make sure that when somebody creates an nft on our blockchain that it is guaranteed to be what you created on our blockchain and replicated that's and good. so, so full node operators have the um, the option to say, "I will also store NFT data," and and then that will be guaranteed to be stored in our blockchain. So if you replicate the blockchain, you're replicating the NFTs. All right. So now, now you're saying it just it, are you saying it just takes one node operator? Because I, I did cut you off earlier. I, I didn't let you finish that. Uh, how how that works in regards to uh, censoring certain types of content um, that, that's that's placed on the blockchain. Is it just, does it just take one uh, main node operator or is, is it a consensus to determine whether these NFTs are going to be cycled into the blockchain? It's completely, it's completely optional. So, so any node operator can decide whether or not to accept delete requests. So if I'm, you know, if I'm in some jurisdiction where child porn is legal, then I don't need to take any delete requests. I don't care, right? If if I'm somewhere where it's highly regulated, I can accept all delete requests. Okay. Um, you know, if I'm somewhere where, say, DMCA is important to me, then we'll publish a list of verified DMCA, you know, uh, source addresses. And if somebody publishes, let's say, Beauty and the Beast on the on the blockchain, right? Um, and somebody else doesn't want to replicate that because they don't want to have DMCA uh, uh, liability, then they can they can subscribe to only that address and say, "I'll just I'll just uh, take DMCA takedowns." Right? It's completely optional. But you know, but what we want to have is. Look, if there's revenge porn or there's, you know, hate, hate, you know, hate posts or, you know, again, child porn or anything else that whoever the node operator decides they find objectionable, they have the ability to censor it and rebroadcast that censorship. So they're not forced into storing, um, you know, something that would be illegal for them to store. Okay. As, as, as a node operator... And correct me if I'm wrong, or the, if this has changed any time from the last podcast to the, to to this current one. If you are a node operator and you're willing to volunteer your hard drive 
your your storage drive to to retain this data, you will be paid out in Dynamo, right? Yeah. So so I'm I'm working on the ability to have proof of time storage, right? Okay. So we want to have people be able to claim that they stored this amount of NFT data for this amount of time. Okay. Um, and let's say it's you know every day or something like that. And that then we'll either um, create block rewards. So you know each block will um, store some some amount of, of of reward that will be paid to those people on a daily basis when they claim it. Um, you know, or we'll increase the block reward. So right now it's one Dynamo per block. Maybe we'll make it 1.2 Dynamo per block, and the 0.2 will go to the storage. But I don't know. You know, we have to talk about that as a community and figure out what makes sense. So, so, so my my question is, why would it matter to me? As a person that is storing all this data, why would it matter to me if someone, some other users uh, uploading uh, revenge porn, child pornography, or decapitations? I don't care. Guess what? The more that I store of all this stuff, I'm going to earn more Dynamo. I don't care what they do. Well, it might be illegal, right? It, it might be illegal, but it, am I literally keeping a hard copy on my drive, or is it just encrypted data that I'm keeping? It's not encrypted. Okay. I mean, well, technically, I'm, and I'm sorry. It is it is encrypted, but it is it is easily decrypted by by virtue of your your encryption key being public, because the only purpose of the encryption is for me to be able to calculate storage rewards. So it's not really encrypted. Um, so so no, it's not. Uh, um, it's not like you're just storing a hash. You're actually storing the file, um, and there and there is potential liability for storing and redistributing that information in the United States for sure. Okay, um, so so if, it wouldn't be that difficult for me right now to drive over to Mexico, and make it there in a day, drop off a Raspberry Pi that has, say, for example, um, uh, uh, say two two terabytes of storage attached to that. Leave it there, connected uh, via Wi-Fi or hardline hardline into that, right? It stays over there. Guess what? All the payouts are going to go directly to my wallet, which is sitting, you know, here on my on my cell phone, right? Yep. I mean, what's what's the big deal? If they want to go catch that, catch that. I got I got I have a VPN. You're not going to be able to find me, right? Or you? I'm, I'm not saying that that people can't can't abuse or whatever the right. system for for storing that information, just like any other system, right? I mean, look, child porn is mined into the Bitcoin. So, so let, me, let, me, let me propose. So, let me know. propose something here. Why not go KYC AML in regard to this particular portion of it? In order to be, well, be I, that would be incredibly that would be incredibly centralized, then, right? Exactly. Yeah, like you you wouldn't be able to decentralize that because then then a a firm would need to say yes, this is your driver's license. Yes, this is your passport, right? Like that—that that has to be necessarily centralized. There's okay. no way to do that. It's, yeah, I just want to yeah. pick I, pick your mind in regards to that. I, Go ahead, Jake. Sean is actually okay. making a pretty good point about the uh, not just the KYC AML stuff, but the way that um, uh, certain laws in certain countries work. You can reject or admit whatever it is that you think is appropriate to you, but it's really a question more, in my opinion, of morality to yourself. Yes, the country might have its own set of morals, morals, and you have your own set of morals. And if they match, great. 
Um, yep. But you only you can decide as to whether or not you want to do it. Um, and if you don't think, I guess you could play devil's advocate to this, if you don't think that uh, the government's going to catch on or come after you, and maybe you'll be fine. Yep. But if you if your morals say this is probably not a good idea, then you can just do what you will. I mean, oh. it's up to you. But each of us decides individually as to whether or not we're going to break the law and run run a red light or not. Um, so as far as crypto, crypto is kind of um, uh, not ambiguous on it, but uh, outside of the normal realm of of judgment. Uh, it's it's not a thinking thing. It's a you know it's an autonomous being if it's going to be anything at all. And it's unfortunate in some cases that people believe child pornography is something they want to do. Um, it's also unfortunate when you know people rob other people blind. So um, <laughs> it, morality is a hard thing to judge on, and you know certain countries have certain rules. And you know, the United States doesn't agree with certain. I'm not going to name what kind of countries they are, but other countries <laughs> that are out there. Um, and I'm not trying to start a war. I'm not trying to start a battle with anybody. But you know it, it's your own set of rules and we can't we blockchain shouldn't be the judge is guess what i'm trying to get at um you, you judge for yourself beautiful and, and i think that's that's why i designed it that way like if i'm a node operator in china and somebody wants to put the communist manifesto on the blockchain i can decide for myself I, it's illegal in china but i can decide for myself do i do i want to take that risk to republish that work or you know, or or the anarchist cookbook, or any you know anything else that's a um, you know a, a necessarily sort of provocative work. Um, you know, do I want to republish that or not? Right? I can opt in to stick that on my hard drive and republish it, or I don't. Like that, that's my choice, right? So I, my my purpose was to give full node operators their own choice to decide, and let the community decide. And if everybody decides to censor this particular asset, that asset just won't exist anymore. Right. That, I mean, that is the that is the very nature of sort of a community decentralized effort. Right. That everything sort of moves in some direction based on the collective morality of of the group. So that's why I designed it that way. Nobody's obligated to replicate an NFT. You can opt out of any one that you want. So so full node operators can censor whatever they want, uh, you know, up to and including nothing. Hmm. Beautiful. I, I want to continue with NFTs because NFTs is just the crazy. It's like it doesn't stop. It just keeps going more NFT, more NFT, more NFT. And there's so much more we could talk about NFTs. But we're already about 30 minutes into this uh, into this interview. I do want to get into right. Ethereum. A Ethereum 2.0 is is pretty much right around the corner. So so Vitalik Buterin is saying, right? It's right around the corner. It's coming up. We'll see what happens. Uh, the, the 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 thing I want to ask you is Dynamo Coin prepared. For an influx of miners, or is having too is is it going to overwhelm you and the other developers in the Dynamo Coin community when you if if you get this influx of people coming to Dynamo Coin, is it going to be too much? Are you guys not ready for that yet, or are you guys ripe and ready to take on all these massive amount of people that are going to come over to you guys? So I you know I designed. Uh, Dynamo um, at the very beginning as a coin uh, to mine for myself, right? Like that—that that was my impetus for for the design. And and you know, as we talked before, I I spent I spent the better part of six months, you know, being being worried about proof of stake uh, being implemented in the early part of 2021, 
after you know having spent several hundred thousand dollars on um, uh, mining equipment for Ethereum, and then you know subsequently learning that, that this all was going away in 1559, and all these other sort of uh, events that were you know that were theoretically going to destroy Ethereum mining. Right, so I, so you know, as you know, I went to I went to Raven, I went to Algorand, I went to Ergo, I went to um, all all you know, like, I don't know, six or seven different coins. Spent many months in all of their discords, looked at all of their code on GitHub, um, you know, tried to get involved, got very very frustrated by the um, level of the high level of centralization in all of those projects, um, and said, you know what, screw it, I'm going to make my own coin. I'm going to mine my own coin, right? Like I'm going to, when, when Ethereum goes away, I need something to mine. I'm going to mine my own coin. Screw them, right? So, so at the very start, this was meant to be a coin to be mined for profit, right? Mm -hmm. That was the whole idea. So no, I'm not at all worried about, you know, hundreds or thousands of, of miners coming to the chain. That's exactly what it was designed for. We're, we are GPU miner friendly we are completely ASIC proof, not even ASIC resistant. We're ASIC proof because we can change the algorithm at any time on a whim. So if an ASIC designer comes out, um, you know, we, we can just change it and all of their ASICs will be bricked in, you know, in a week. No problem whatsoever. So this, this was designed to be, you know, the GPU miners dream. Then, you know, the problem is we need liquidity, right? Which that's why we're building these use cases for miners to be able to sell their coins. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't want to sell their coins right now. Everybody's holding. So, what is the what? What is one of the biggest use cases that you have going on now for people to actually uh, start using or putting their money up uh, into the market, or sorry, the coins up into the market? Yeah. So you know, so so the the play to earn game is is our main focus right now, um, and we've got we've got two prongs that have a lot of traction can you show um, you can know, you the first show, one is our can you show yeah, a little gameplay there can you screen share and show a little gameplay uh, let me see if i can i have not shared my screen before on discord so let me give it a whirl green it's it is a it is a 4k screen um <clears throat> can you are you seeing it? Uh, yes. Seeing it. Yes. All right. Uh -huh. Let me pull up Unreal Engine. I'm here on Upwork trying to hire some JavaScript developers. There you go. So, if, hey, for anyone that's listening, JavaScript, we are into JavaScript. We got it. Yeah. How do they reach 100%. out to you? How do they reach out to you? Uh, just DM me on Discord. Hit me up in the Discord. Um, uh, uh, in the in the Dynamo Discord, yeah, or or Sean at SeanNeal.com. My email is very easy. Um, yep. So I don't know. Can you can you see? Uh, can you, is is the is the uh, is the stream gone? Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, we can see it. So so this is our. I mean, let me turn up the speed. We're, we're using Unreal Engine. Um, I've built a proprietary um, blockchain connection into Unreal Engine. So that you can uh, spend Dynamo coins inside the engine natively, um, we have this. Uh, we have this first, uh, this first island right here, which is where I'm building out all of the different houses. They're going to be for That's sale. So cool. 
Um, so there's a little, there's like a little, there's a little enclave here of these four little houses. Um, up on top, there's a village. Uh, there's this kind of central village that I'm building, which has this kind of uh, this inn and a blacksmith and a little farm. Um, on the other side of the island, I've started another um, another little enclave of houses. We're going to build uh, 500 houses as the first uh, land sale, which is going to fund the you know the development of the rest of the game. Um, just just to give you an ex uh, uh, an idea about the scale, the overall scale of the game. Um, oh, I'm sorry, we can't. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes this window doesn't come up. There's um, yeah. There's there's uh, there's about um, it, the overall. This is this is the starter island. Um, the overall size is about 32 times these four tiles. Um, so it's it's much much larger. Obviously, it extends way off into the horizon. There, um, we have um, a number of customizable characters. I can show you a couple of of the characters that we have here. Um, let's see. Where's my blueprints? And I believe you have this available as a beta test, right? People can actually download this and start testing it out. This this can be downloaded and, and tested. It is it is a full MMO, uh, a full a full multiplayer MMO. So this is one of the characters. Um, this hair is a little wacky, <laughs> actually. But um, but you know we we I'm using uh, I'm using Daz uh, Daz Studio. Let me let me pull that up real quick. Uh, oh well, I don't want to pull that up because it's a little NSFW. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But I'm using Daz Studio to um, to build the characters, um, and we have all these different uh, sort of armor outfits and everything else, and all the different hair. You can see here I'm exporting some hair, uh, and then you can see in Blender, um, you know, here's one of the the uh, the characters that I've modeled and rigged uh, in Blender, uh, and then I've created some you know these different. Uh, Here's one of sort of the hair models that we have. So I'm working on these different, uh, you know, different styles of hair, different tattoos, different skin colors, different uh, different heads. So there'll be like five or six different facial expressions. Um, you know, all those kind of things that you expect from a true MMO. All that stuff, character customization. Kind of will a, be. Skyrim esque uh, kind of game. Uh, or one one hundred percent influenced by Skyrim. Yeah, I'm, I'm a real I'm a Skyrim addict. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'll show you um, some of the um, here's some of the levels uh, that we. Whoops, why won't this? What is this doing? Uh, I do some of the modeling in, in Unity as well. So these are some of the levels uh, that that I have um, that will be imported. Um, so you can see, you know, kind of these. Um, let me pull over to the. Uh, like this, this will be like one of the inns where there's a whole bunch of rooms that you can rent. Um, you know, so so there'll be you know like all these kind of all these kind of fantasy environments. So, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of cool things going on with this. Is, is there That's fascinating? Is there going to be uh, like its own digital game uh, token, or is it all just like all currency is as Dynamo? Is how's all, that how's that work? Yeah, I mean, uh, so if, if so, if I um, want to do a transi transaction on on the network, say for example, I want to heal, or um, I want to rest at the end, or I want to buy some fruit, is that all? 
is that transaction all completely through Dynamo, or is there its own uh, game game token? Uh, yeah, all all mainnet. Uh, you know, I'm I'm still sharing my screen. All right, <laughs> let me hold on. All right. Yeah, it's it's all mainnet Dynamo, and the reason is we want to get. Um, we want to get transaction volume up, right? We want people moving coins. We want people buying coins and selling coins. So, um, yeah, so it's all mainnet Dynamo. Every time you buy a banana to heal yourself, you know, that's point one Dynamo. Absolutely. This yep. is just one small little thing of what Dynamo, what you guys are doing with Dynamo Coin. What are some other things that are coming in, in the future? After this is done, what is the next thing coming up for Dynamo Coin? Well, so there's actually several things in parallel. Um, so the, the the other thing that we're working on, uh, we have the game actually, you know, that's going to hopefully create volume. Um, I have, uh, I'm, I'm in sort of late stage discussions with a, um, a, a AAA game studio to use the technology that I've created for this game MVP on their own game. Um, so we are looking to be a game integration platform where if you have a you know a 3d game particularly written in unreal engine which there are many um and you want to create a new revenue stream right i want to i want to create nfts i want to do land sales right but i don't know anything about crypto we're going to help you do all that we're going to onboard all those people we're going to create wallets for them we'll create the liquidity pool We'll help you with all the customer support, all that stuff, right? We are we are going to make your game be enabled on Dynamo, um, and so like I said, we're we're in the late stages of uh, of discussions with a, a household name. Uh, you know, if if I said the name of the game, you would instantly recognize it. Um, we're in the late stage discussions of having an announcement with this studio to to put them on Dynamo uh, and make their game uh, NFT enabled. Uh, I hope I hope to announce it uh, next week. Yeah, it's really super exciting. But if we can do that, um, the per the people that we've partnered with, which is um, you know again a, a, a major movie studio, I, I I can't say the name, but um, the people that we've partnered with have you know twenty other people lined up with major franchises that want to get on crypto. And if we can get you know we, all we need to do is is get our 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 you know our cornerstone client right. We need we just need that one client that will say all the good things about us. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, then, then that snowball just goes crazy. So, so we're not, we're not here to compete with C infinity or crypto blades or all these little 2d, um, you know, web biggest games. Nobody's going to break that market at this point. Right. The, the, the home Depot and the lows of, of that market is done. Right. We're not going to, we're not going to crack that market, but nobody's doing triple a 3d immersive sticky, MMO type type games, so um, with crypto, right? That's yep. so that's that's what that's the niche we're going after. So yep. For now, obviously, so that was like one of the services that you're, you're, you guys are providing there to to bring in liquidity yep. through through uh, to Dynamo. So uh, I'm assuming that smart contracts is is, is something uh, to be seen here in the near future. What about uh, uh, NFTs? Come on, man. Come on, Sean. You know I've been I've been bugging you about NFTs because I want to get the C three uh, C three uh, tokens on on on, on Dynamo Coin, man. So what's going on with that? Like, yeah, what, yeah. That I, I, um, so that's that's part of the reason that we're interested in hiring JavaScript people. 
Um, I need to I need to get the wallet NFT friendly. Um, there's a few more functions that just need to be added. All the APIs are in place. All the servers are in place. I have, you know, personally, I have minted and uploaded NFTs to the blockchain. They can be viewed in a browser. Um, it's just not very user friendly. Um, so all you know, just that glue just needs to be created. Again, I, like I said, it's probably fifty or hundred hours of work for a JavaScript developer. It's now, not a lot. Of, it's not you, a lot of runway. What you haven't mentioned on this podcast is that you actually have a web wallet for Dynamo. The last time we had you on, that was non-existent. There was no such thing. Oh, it yeah, was that was literally just a dream. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now mm-hmm. it exists. It, it, it it's so easy. It's so easy to get into, right? Yep. That was that was the whole idea. You know, I just wanted to make it really, really easy to create a wallet. Go to a website. Create the wallet. It takes two minutes. It's very, very simple. Yep. Okay, there you go. So there's no excuse, like uh, downloading the entire chain. Uh, is there going to be? Is there going to be? Oh, any... It's instant, instant on. But is there going to be any updates coming up in the near future uh, for the nuisance of 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 the uh, core? And I say nuisance because, um, Jake, what's this? What's this issue that we both have uh, while we're opening up the the, the core wallet? We got to give this feedback to Sean. Um, when we're opening it up, it takes a long time to load. What's that little caption there that pops up? It typically is the uh, uh, syncing the blockchain um, experience. That's I mean, I you're recall. gonna, yeah, you're gonna, you can look. I mean, Bitcoin takes three days. Raven is close. You know, like it's about two or three. Like, like if I if I create a brand new QT wallet on Raven, it's two or three days. Um, there's not a lot that you can do about that. Um, uh, there, there are some parameters you can set, like uh, don't do transaction indexing, um, increase your memory cache, um, you know, uh, uh, turn off logging. I did, I did post uh, in the um, in the miner repo. I said, hey, you know, if you're downloading this client just to do mining, here's all the things you can do to, to optimize load time. Um, on a on a T three medium on AWS, it still takes about three hours with all the optimizations. Okay, there's just a lot of data. You know, um, there's not a lot you can do. So web wallet, it's just the the best way to go, right? But how web wallet? You can be up and running in, in less than two minutes. Okay. Yeah. But in regards yeah. to web wallet, like who's holding that data? Where's that? Where's there's got to be a core behind that because obviously it's plugged into somewhere, right? The web, the web wallet talks to an API, which is an NFT-enabled full node that the, the foundation runs. But your keys are stored in your browser. So the, the server never, ever sees your keys. Um, and and when, you, when you say, I want to send some Dynamo from here to there, the transaction is signed in your browser. That information is never transferred. So it is completely non-custodial wallet. And I did that on purpose because there are major regulations in the United States about custodial wallets. You, you basically become a bank mm-hmm. and then you have to have insurance and registration and all this other bullshit, right? So when you're, when you're a non-custodial wallet, you're just a service provider. And that's all this is. So it's, it's, it's like atomic wallet, basically. It's a totally non-custodial wallet. Nope. Nobody but you controls the keys. Right, but the foundation is taking a little fee on that, which is which is okay, right? That's no, that's, no, there's no fee whatsoever. Hmm. That okay. that wallet service is is no. There's no charge for using any of that. No, no, no. That's great. That's no. great. I mean, when when you transfer coins, there's always a fee 
on the blockchain, on the, blockchain to right. transfer yeah. coins, but that's just part of the blockchain. That's that goes to the miners. The foundation makes no money off that wallet whatsoever. No. What if the foundation node goes down? I'm assuming you only have one. If that node goes down, what happens to everybody's web wallet out there? Is it going to be another? Yeah, that, is, is it going to be NFT, a Facebook? Are we going to have that, a Facebook? NFT, yeah. <laughs> yep. That, that NFT node. There's there's only one of them right now. Um, the only the only issue, and I'll call it an issue, is that Chrome uh, stores data based on a domain name. And so the, the domain name is nft1.dynamocoin.org, right? In or, once we get some volume, I'm going to create, um, uh, it's called a Route 53 DNS load balancer. And what that does is front end the domain name on Amazon to a whole bunch of servers. And so Chrome will never know the difference, right? Chrome will still think it's going to nft1.dynamocoin.org. But it could be one of any 20 servers in 20 different countries, mm-hmm. all load balanced and, and completely fault tolerant. So it is very, very scalable. Yeah. Okay. But and right. and I, I will say it's no, it, that is no worse than any like Electrum wallet that you use or an Atomic wallet or anybody else that has these, um, you know, light node SPV type wallets. It's no worse. Okay. Well, I like the comparison. I like that. I like I like the way you did that. Um, Jake, it's, in, it's industry standard for a fast wallet, basically. Mm-hmm. Jake, do you got anything? Actually, you said a lot of the things I was hoping for. In fact, uh, in the middle of, <laughs> of us doing yeah. this uh, podcast, I was I was literally texting people like, "Oh, you got to watch this show." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so you did mention on the on the previous podcast that there is um, this possibility of a hybrid. Uh, uh, um, chain, uh, what is it? Proof of work and proof of stake through um, uh, through Dynamo Coin. Is that still something you're working on, or is that something on the back burner? Like not because I know that you're spending a lot of time on the game itself. There's mm-hmm. only so much you can do. I don't even I don't know if you have a team that's working on that on the back end. I, I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, but does that really matter at this point, or or not really? I think it. I think it matters very much. It's very. It's very important to me to have a hybrid proof of work, proof of stake, because um, you know, as, as I outlined in the white paper, um, I think that that is the most uh, secure uh, mechanism. Right. It's 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 nearly impossible to hack uh, a chain that has both proof of work and proof of stake. You would need to control more than eighty percent of the compute power. Between the state coins and the the, the um, mining coins, or my, you know, mining hash rate, in order to create a fork, and at that point you'd be screwing yourself. Like, why why would you? Because you just destroy the value of the chain, right? So so proof of work is always going to be subject to a fifty one percent, and fifty one percent is a little bit of a misnomer because it's more like about thirty five percent that really can create a deep fork and wreak havoc. Um, so so, so 51%, but let's call it 35%, right? So proof of work has always got that, um, you know, has always had that weakness. But I love proof of work because it has this element of dispassionate miners who just want to make money, right? Their sole, 
purpose is to trade energy and capital for value, right? And so, so they are that sell-side pressure that you need. Proof of stake is complete opposite, right? They don't want to sell. They, they want to lock their coins up and keep them forever. So, so you have that great you know, proof of work plus proof of stake creates that great economic tension between people who want to sell and people who want to buy. That keeps coins moving, right? That creates an economy. Proof of, proof of stake has this huge failure of nothing at stake. And if you, if you don't do slashing, which has its own limitations, then anybody can just mine any branch of it. And if it happens to be okay, they get rewarded. Mm. So proof of stake to me is, is really, really ripe for any kind of, of takeover. Um, and, and Ethereum does slashing, right? But the problem is, okay, so you implement slashing. If my node is not online at any given time, then I lose all my coins. What am I going to do? I'm going to put my node on a hosting service that will make sure it's online. Well, what have you just done? You've put all your nodes on Google, Azure, and Amazon. You're centralized again, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you just cut out all the small guys. So you you can't have pure proof of work unless you have slashing. And then when you have slashing, it gets centralized. So you got to have a hybrid proof of work, proof of stake. I absolutely want that. The problem is we've got, I don't know, 450 wallets. We can't, we can't do proof of stake with 450 wallets because it's going to be centralized. Exactly. When we get to two, three, four thousand wallets, then we'll, then I'll absolutely do it. So yes, it's at, it's one, it's very much in the forefront of my mind. I very much want to do it. We just need more wallets. Jake, can you pull up okay. the uh, DynamoCoin uh, website? Go ahead. Sure thing. Oh, the question I was going to have related to that exact point, uh, not just the uh, number of wallets per se, um, but uh, people looking to sell. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I wanted to ask you a question regarding that. Safe Trade is still on the Dynamo website, and I think actually I pulled it up here a second ago while we were talking. Um, I don't remember which one it is now, but I, I went to. I'm, I'm not trying to be. Uh, distracted from this, but let me just make my point before we get into anything further. Um, is we're on X, you guys are on Xpatron right now already, right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that there's any liquidity there. I, I personally have not set up any pools. I had intended to create some USDT and Raven pools. Um, I, I just haven't got around to it yet, but yeah, with, well, I'll create some liquidity there. I put well. a tiny amount of liquidity up on, uh, on Xpatron, but no one's bitten. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a newbie exchange. It's kind of a feather in our cap, but I, I don't expect a whole lot to happen there, honestly. Okay, so I know you were talking about earlier. I don't want to detract from your point, John, but um, are there any other semi-major exchanges you guys have petitioned that have already said yes? Or, I mean, I mean you don't have to name them, obviously, because we don't want to do insider trading here, but um, <laughs> is there anything on the horizon we can look for maybe like three months before maybe the end of the year that's going to be coming up, or do you have no idea? Look, I you know we we could be on Bitrex tomorrow, right? I could write them a check for thirty thousand dollars, and they put us on, right? Like that's easy. Uh, okay. okay. The, the problem is it doesn't create any volume for us, right? Like, what right. you know? Why why would I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Okay. So yeah. So so yeah. We we've applied. We've got approved. It's not a problem. Write the check. Okay. They have six hundred other coins. That you you look. 
if when you look at those pay to play um, exchanges, they're they're ninety five percent of their volume is in their top five or six coins, and it's all the top one hundred, right? It's Bitcoin, it's Ethereum, it's what you know, it's Cardano, whatever, right? When you look at guys like us that are number two hundred and seventy three on the list. <laughs> You know, they have four dollars a day in, in volume. Why why am I gonna pay thirty thousand dollars to, do to get four dollars a day? Right. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a catch twenty two. What I'm really waiting for look, we we need to get organically five thousand dollars a day in volume on safe trade. Which I think is doable. Once we launch the game and people wanna buy the coin to play to earn and they see that there's a liquid market, this is going to happen, right? And then once that happens on safe trade, then the real exchanges are going to come. And and most of the real exchanges, they don't even charge a fee to list you. They don't, you know, the real, like like uh, KuCoin or, or Hooboid or whatever, like all these Hooboid, those guys, they don't charge. They, you know, they, they do it based on your volume. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. because of transaction day, fees, right? Yeah. I'm going to create that with the game. And then people are going to come. So yeah, when, with with getting with Gala in the, in the early days before Gala, all he did was uh, Townstar. That was the only game they had, and they were trying mm. to promote it. So they gave away a ton of coin. I know I was one of the promoters, but um, that was one of the things I found is is in the, in the early time when they had they weren't even on, on any exchange anywhere. You, you couldn't even exchange the coin. Period, um, mm. except to, to themselves. Um, right. And they they did a bunch of promotion like oh here here's a hundred thousand here's two hundred thousand here's a million you know, <laughs> coin which was worthless now it's right. you know it's what ten cents or something um, but uh, yeah that I, I that the game I think is going to be the big move mover of coin for Dynamo well and, and not not only that right that that will create organic uh, transactions but then you know when we have a couple of great announcements about um, you know, a backing from a venture capital firm, a successful Kickstarter campaign, um, you know, the fact that, you know, a, a game studio is adopting, right? Like all those irons in the fire that we have, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about at-bats, right? You don't make a home run on every one, but, you know, getting an at-bat and getting a single or a double, that's what it's all about. So, you know, we've we've got a lot of at-bats now. We've, we've been at this for five or six months. Um, we've got a, you know five or six people on the board, or seven people on the board who have good connections, who are you know constantly feeding me. You know I'm having a lot of calls, frankly too many phone calls because I'm not able to program as much as I'd like to. I spend too much on the, too much time on the phone now. Hmm. But you know we're getting we're now starting to get a lot of at bats, um, and eventually we're going to get a couple singles and doubles, and something's going to stick. So cool. It's all about persistence, right? Yeah. Awesome. It's exciting. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up there. we got about an hour mm. in. Uh, actually, are we an hour in? No, we, yeah, still, got a couple, we still got a couple I'm minutes. Fine. We got a couple minutes. Let's see. Anything else? Randomly. Um, let's see. Let's see. Custodial versus non-custodial. Um, HD. Are you guys working on a mobile wallet? How about that? Mobile wallet. Not just a web wallet, but an actual app. Is it necessary to have the app? I understand that the mobile wallet... Uh, the the web wallet is obviously you can pull that up on your iPhone or your Android phone or even your your computer your desktop your laptop anywhere around anywhere around that you have access to the web uh, you can pull that up is there is it necessary to have a web wallet uh, sorry uh, uh, an app an app wallet 
it, it you know in in its current incarnation um the web wall is not very mobile friendly um it doesn't support cut and paste uh on the iphone in particular the keyboard's a little wonky so um that is part of why i want to hire a javascript developer to rewrite this thing as a native html uh wallet um and then it then there would be no need for an app it'll just be a straight up you can go to uh uh, uh, you know, so your, your Safari or your Chrome on your iPhone and have your wallet there, and it'll be the same experience as on your desktop. So I don't, I don't really anticipate the need for an app. Um, uh, and, and frankly, I'm worried about censorship. If, you know, if, if Apple all of a sudden decides because they're afraid of the SEC cracking down on crypto, um, that they pull all wallets from the store, you know, all of a sudden we get, you know, pulled. Well, they can't pull Chrome or Safari, right? So, so I don't want to be stopped just because they decide that crypto is bad. So, mm-hmm. we we will enhance the web wallet to be mobile friendly, and then 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 that will that issue will be gone. Yes, love it, great. Yeah, I like that. What else? What else do we have on the website? The website's new, by the way, too. Uh, the last time that we we're on, it was the the old uh, uh, version of it. Now you, you, it's nicely updated. It looks a lot more professional, yeah. a lot more different sections. So you guys have a lot of stuff. Actually, Dick, if you don't mind just going around looking through things while I spend the other the last minute here pretty much thanking uh, uh, Sean, Neil, and the team. If you want, Sean, please uh, plug in your team members that have been doing an excellent job at just, just sharing the content because you guys have been so busy uh, plugging in episodes on your own YouTube channel there for uh, Dynamo Coin regularly. So for the folks that are out there listening and watching this, you guys can definitely go over to the uh, Dynamo Coin F- Foundation, right? Is it the Dynamo Coin Foundation? Uh, it is. Yep. Uh, uh, channel, YouTube channel, and uh, you guys can see all the um, episodes they've been pushing there. All right. Um, in regards to your team, do we got team members on there on your website? We do. We do. Um, we actually are going to redesign the website to have um, all the board members on there. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, as well as the the various people, there's there's you know, quite a few people who contribute uh, to the project, um, both on a paid and volunteer basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, we're going to redesign that. I don't I don't think necessarily uh, maybe maybe me and Keith and Joe might be on there, but um, but not all the board members are yet on there. But yes, we're we're going to redesign the website soon to to have everybody there. Great. All right, Sean. It's always good to have you on the on the podcast every single time. It's just it's one of those things that you are that that uh, crypto energizer bunny that just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> I can't wait to have you back on the podcast to see what what new because th- I I know that the next time we're going to have you back on, this is this everything that you're talking about is already going to come next month and is, go. Next <laughs> be incredible. Yeah, yeah, man. Next month is going to be incredible. We're going to have so many great things to say next month. So awesome. Yeah. All right, Sean, with that said, to you and your team, have a good stack. That's in the huddle. Adios.